It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 938 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Pyle, joined today by J.D. Raider, Ben Funky Aspen, and yes, no, not him, not Shane Sparks, the director of operations, Flow Sports, Sion Operational Williams. Operational director. Sion. Well, well, before we start, you know, I've prepared a short statement that I've prepared of my own uh, free will. Okay. Um, I was not coerced by Christian Piles or... Shane Sparks. Um, <laughs> Not before, I, before, before at the start of the last time I was on, I said that uh, Max Muren would not make All American. Unfortunately, I've been eating a lot of crow on it. So um, part of the stipulation to come back, <clears throat> Christian Piles and Shane Sparks did not write their speech, and uh, they did not ask me to apologize to Max Muren on on air. You know, uh, so um, I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I said uh, you wouldn't make All American. You know, uh, so. Now that wow. I've done that, I'm allowed to return to the show. That's why I've been missing for such a long time. <laughs> he has not been here since Max wow. Muir placed. And uh, he's been MIA. He's been sneaking around the office trying to avoid us the whole time. But we tracked him down. He said, you owe Max Muir an apology. And he's here. I hope Shane Sparks hear this. We hope that Shane hey, uh, will be back I next week. I had the same one, Sian. I, I actually did my apology a while back. Everyone's apologizing to Max Muren. Yes. Max Muren really got the last laugh. Well, he got. Uh, I mean, listen. He he might have sent some bacterial meningitis, um, Appalachian State's way. Give him a little better seed. Got him in that All American spot. We think Sion. <laughs> well, you know, one of the reasons I was oh, so miss- I was missing for so long. You know, um, I was tracking down to see if any referees' palms were greased or anything that happened. So I, I unfortunately, <laughs> I could not find the money trail. So I have to come on here and, and apologize. Man, this guy almost beat Yanni. <laughs> is the crazy thing. Uh, he really so wrestled well. I feel right. like a lot of people almost beat Yanni, but don't. And then a few of them sneak through. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. how many... Yeah, basically you're pretty good, though. Almost everyone that almost beat Yanni was pretty dang good. There weren't any, like... What was that bums that almost beat Yanni? I'm going to look it up. I don't think so. To mm. find no. almost... Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, we almost. can... We, Shane Van Ness certainly almost beat Yanni. 
Max Mirren um, certainly almost because oh, I almost thought Shane Van Ness was going to pull it off. Man, how <laughs> crazy would that have been? If, if freaking been Spencer and Yanni lost in the semis going for four, that was that would have been. I was actually I don't know why I was thinking about this driving in. Um, I think I was thinking about one thirty three, but just like how like weird everyone kind of wrestled after the Spencer loss. It was like I think we talked about this. But they was, all were trying not to get beat. It was it was an eerie <laughs> eerie. Type of thing. Oh yeah, because Roman well, almost lost his. Who was Shane wrestling right before either a match or two before that, where he had to really come back? And well, that, was got, the, that was that was round one against Maryland. Yeah, yeah, Miller. Maryland. Yeah, Miller. Yeah. He was literally getting majored and won. I think by fall. He, yeah, he won by, by fall. fall. He pinned him. Yes, correct. He pinned him. That um, was crazy. Okay, well, Yanni almost lost to Ridge Lovett and Panero Johnson and Jaden Abbas. Those are the three that I got. Jaden. Yep. So Jaden would. Yeah. Panera didn't All-American either, although I think he's probably going likely to at some point in the future. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I got a topic for you guys because I, I see our document here and um we don't have it on here. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot. Okay, uh, shoot. Smart guy. Smart guy. My one of my friends, Tommy Rollins, called me yesterday and he just had to discuss this. I tried to get him to come on the show. He said maybe at some point, but he, he said not today. No T um, Rowan funky reunion. I know, right? We got to get him on here at some point. He was talking about the NLI portal stuff, and he was saying, you know, it, well, I, I he brought up that it's it's too much in favor of the athletes, and I think it was too much in favor of the NCA for a while. Now it's too much in favor of the athletes. And he was talking about with his business, he has all these kids who sign employment agreements coming out of college, and they have no issue signing them, and then he trains them for you know a handful of years, and then their value is increased, and they want to go somewhere else, but they you know they have a contract, so they can't. He thinks the same thing is going to happen in college athletics. Um, you know, and, and Michael Caliendo would be a great example, a guy who probably did not have a ton of scholarship offers out of high school to go a whole bunch of different places. And he chose North Dakota State, and then North Dakota State did a great job in developing him in the course of two years. And now his values went up, and he just leaves with all that training and all that energy they put into him. Um, and obviously... So he thinks his thought was that they're going to have to sign like locked in for a whole bunch of years, which I I didn't really love. Hey, hey Ben, I think that's what? definitely something that's going to happen, for, especially for football. Well, like these guys. Wait, are let me, let me finish my second Sion, part, Sion. Wait, so, hold on. Give me one sec. You're going to love uh, this, Sion. So I didn't love I didn't love that because that locks kids in and kids make bad decisions, and I don't think all kids should be locked in. Uh, but I thought, what about buyout contracts, right? Because then that would make someone listen. Michael Cannon is leaving because he can make money. That's why he's leaving. Let's just get down to it, right? And so if the buyout contract had a value, then the money going somewhere would be a lot less. And then therefore, uh, the school who who got ditched, they're going to make some money. It's going to be good for them, right? And the mm -hmm. athlete will be less likely to leave, therefore making people less in the portal. What do you think, well Sion? Well, technically, the school shouldn't be making any money because they don't have anything to do with the NIL, according mm -hmm. to NCAA rules. <laughs> their but clubs. It's not, really their... it's not really an NIL. Let's get down to it. Well, you know, if this we follow in the law scenario. of the NIL, you know, the. but I'm all for the buyout because I know coaches were not really loyal to schools before because they were always going to the mm -hmm. highest bidder. But as an athlete, you know, you, I guess you sometimes go for the coach, but you also go for the school. And, and the tradition there. Um, now you're going to have athletes that go one, two, three, four different schools. What's the transfer rule? Three? You go three schools. Uh, you three. What, Soriano went Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you look back at your college career, which school is going to induct you into the Hall of Fame? Which one are you going to go to, like your reunions? You go from one college. It's going to be weird, go to isn't college. it? That's a great question. I didn't even think about the reunion. It's going to make it weird. Yeah. Yeah. No one's even factoring in college reunions in this whole NIL mess. That's no, where we really not, need the legislation. I mean, not just college reunion, Christian, but but relationships and friendships yes. and like. I don't know. Sion's probably saying all his college wrestling guys are his, still his buddies. I feel the same way. Yeah. Now Jared Franick ditched his North Dakota State teammates for some money, or the or Northwestern guys, or whomever. Like yes, he's a little different. They had a coaching change. But they, but he still uh, he still spent time with those athletes. You farm those yeah. bonds, of course, of course. And now they figure like you don't have the team. The team needs him. He's the All American. He's the leader of the team. Your leader of the team just left you on the battlefield by yourself. Battlefield. Yeah, I yeah. Sion's got a great point here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't. For the record, I am in f- favor of athletes getting paid. How do you so, okay? So, how do you feel about the buyouts, Christian Piles? I don't think it makes any sense. Um, Why? Because well, one, the NIL, and you can say whatever it is, but it's it's not. It is not athlete to institution. It is something outside but, of that. No, let's stop. No, this is crap. Hold we're on, fake, but hold on, it. but you're ben, faking it. You ben, were driving the horn yesterday. Ben, you can't. Ben, you can't say that. You can't say. What do you mean? I can't say that. It's not. It it's is not the institutions. It's bull crap, guys. That's exactly what it is. But but hey, hey Ben, we know. No, we're, we're, I will not we're take this. You company. guys are all lying we, to yourself. We cannot. Yourselves. We cannot spend uh, spread false allegations without any proof. Well, you need to say you want the NCAA to crack down <laughs> on the rules before you want something else. I already else. said that. Okay, I, I know. said that. But yeah. now I'm saying let's just accept the reality of what it is. There's rich colleges with boosters who are going to pay for athletes to go places. Let's oh, just yeah. call it like it is. But you oh. can't be the NCAA can't be making so, rules. So Penn State and Iowa, Oklahoma State, whoever they the institution has to pay some buyout for correct for, to get a that makes no sense. All right, listen, it's ben. not the institution. Hold on. No, 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 no. Can not, I not please the athlete? The athlete has to pay to leave. The yes. athlete has to pay to leave. All right, that, um, pay who? The person that's pay where they were salary pay North Whoever Dakota State them. Wrestling or Northwestern or wherever. No, but then where do you draw the line? What about some kid who's never going to start and wants to go somewhere where he can get? Well, he, he's not transferring he, for money. Correct. If he doesn't have any money, but he's he grabs you a percentage on a percentage basis. Returning. So he still has to pay. He's leaving. I mean, he's this getting... guys, this happens. This happens in real the real world in real yes. business. This happens. Yeah, and say athletics yeah, isn't you're the real business. It's a real business now. You got athletes. No, it's because it's all under the table. Guys, can one person talk at a time? No one is going to like listen to this when everyone's talking simultaneously. Go. Well, one, I I don't think. Yeah, I get what Tommy is saying. I just don't think it's a one to one comparison. I don't think asking Michael Caliendo to pay some sort of pay North Dakota State back because he makes more money in Iowa makes makes any sense at all. Um. Not North Dakota State. He needs to pay well, the booster that's paying him back. Uh, what booster? No, guys, no bo- hold okay. on. But no booster's paying Michael Caliendo at North Dakota State. Who is he paying back? We don't know that. He probably has an NIL The North Dakota State, North State wrestling State. program. for. Okay, listen. If someone goes to a college, I, I think there's no way you guys could debate that there are kids who go to these smaller colleges. I mean, we could say any college, right? This is the same thing. They go to a college. 
They're not, they're not on the level. They're not really, really good. Michael Kenyon is a great example. I'm sure there could be many more. He's just the most recent one. He was, I think he was like an eight to 12 rank out of high school at his weight class. He obviously got a lot better. Maybe it was all himself. I don't know, but it's probably like some coaching help he got there at North Dakota State. So he's getting something of value from that institution, right? They trained him to be what he is. Now he's got the value and he's saying, peace, I'm out of here. I'm going to go get some more money somewhere else. Well, his coach said peace, first of all. Second of all... I agree. The, the, the way the scholarship works, what? Let's just boil it down. Let's look at okay. Scholarship. Will Feldkamp then? Let's, that coach let's, didn't leave. Let's look at scholarship. Okay. Okay. They're paid. They get their school paid for. Th- theoretically, yeah. these guys are on some sort of money. They get their school paid for for the year that they are yeah. competing. Okay. Yeah. They're not paying for the the years that would have followed that they're not there for. So to me, it is they they wrestled for the season. That season was covered by the school. They got all those resources, and they leave, and nothing else is covered. I think it that's a clean break. Yeah, it's not okay. ideal. If a kid redshirts, a la Mitchell Messenbrink, and then leaves, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a wasted year of scholarship money for Cal Baptist. That's, that's, sure. yeah, that's not ideal. But I, I don't think there's any reason. I, I think it's fine also. Okay. With NIL right now, it's it's basically a job. Your college is now a job, just like yes. like certain jobs. Job. Is, in, the, in the in the professional industry, if you go to a job and they train you and you leave after, you got to slide in scale. Like if you leave at a certain point, you got to give back some money. <laughs> yeah, I, could, yeah, could that be applied to college athletics or no. NIL? That, that I I can see that coming along somewhere because. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna use that Ohio, quarterback, that Ohio State quarterback. That Ohio State quarterback. Quentin Ewers that went to Texas. What they give him a million the first year he went to Ohio State, then transferred the next year. Somebody got screwed there. If you're if you're silly enough to just pay someone out of your own pocket a million dollars to play football for your team, then shame on you. You messed up. And but, that, it, but it but it negatively impacts the smaller institutions. I mean, it's, exactly. Listen, I was a total. I was a total. The NCAA has too much power. I was all on that side, and but now it's flipped to where. The athletes have too much power, and maybe you know, I I did in JD. I did state that the rules are very clearly being broken. This is clearly not um, Flow Sports is not paying Michael Caliendo seventy five thousand dollars a year to promote their product. That's not what's happening, guys. There are institutions, and I don't know, I don't know what the exact. It's I don't know if it's their booster. I don't know who it is, right? That's paying them. Someone's paying them. We're all hearing these things. We're all hearing the exact same things. So. Maybe we're not exactly 100% right on the number, but we're probably pretty damn close, right? And so yeah. someone's yeah. paying them, and that's hurting the smaller institutions. That's what, I think that's when they said NIL was coming out. I was like, you know, certain athletes that don't have any money, they could be a superstar at Appalachian State, but somebody's going to be like, oh, hey, man, they're giving you $5,000. You want to pay? come take $60,000 and sit on the bench? A kid that has no money is going to be like, I'll take the $60,000 and sit on the bench. <laughs> Yeah, you should yeah. be fine for a harder crackdown of the rules, not some weird yeah um, payout based on these rules that are being broken. But well, right now there no, is no real no. rules. Right now it's it's the wild west. Yeah, no one's enforcing the rule where because there's you're not supposed to be able to get nil to go to a college. No, actually, JD, I would be I would be more open for a more free market solution. So, um, right, the free market would be. So a booster from Iowa, Penn State, Michigan can pay J.D. Raider as much as he wants, right? But now these smaller colleges, when they're recruiting kids, if they have if they have an actual free market to say, like, 
well, you know what? We we got burned. We got burned by we trained this kid up. He wasn't that good. He got better. And then as soon as he got better, he left. So in a free market, they could write any type of contract they want for the employment. So I could write a contract that says, you will come here. And if you leave after three years, you got to either give this back or pay or something, right? There has to be a punishment that makes it more scale. likely to stay. More likely to stay at that institution, less likely to leave and take the money once I train you to have be more skillful. Agreed. What if you didn't get more skillful? Well, that I mean, and how yeah. do you? I mean, that that would be you attribute that like, to the school. Yeah, I mean, maybe the the if the guy if the guy's a bum, the the member institution can wave it and say, "Sure, go wherever you want. We don't really want to fight over you, whatever." Well, then 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 it's just like you're firing somebody. You fired them. Yeah. We don't we don't want to. But if but the institutions are locked into the contract, but the athletes are no longer they, they have no contract. They have I still think there needs to be some kind of loyalty clause or something, you know, because there just ain't no loyalty where you, you get you like no. this year you're at Iowa, next year you're at Oklahoma State, the week the well, week after that you're at at Penn State. It's actually negative loyalty, Sion, because a lot of these people they're uh they're not being sent. I mean, I even think of some of the guys at Iowa. I mean, this is one because they just got what five transfers in the last couple of years, but I could pick on Michigan also, or, um, you know, who else? Penn State. And I, and I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of wish, I actually was thinking, Christian, I was saying, I wish this was like professional sports where these are all public contracts where we can mm-hmm. see the team and their salaries and all these things. Like that would really be tremendous, is what I was kind of thinking also. You know, I'm but, thinking that's going to be coming sometime soon. I'm- if that, the NCAA is going to awesome. do anything, they're, they're probably going to they're probably going to have to start putting an NIL salary cap on uh, something like teams. that. But so if you're if you're at Iowa and you're Drake Ayala or you're Patrick Kennedy and you've been loyal for three years and you worked hard, and now they're they're recruiting someone over you or they're not paying you, they're paying him X amount of money. What are they paying you? Like it's almost negative loyalty, right? Because you're not being loyal, you're going to go get someone over the top of them. You're taking their spot or you're bringing someone else in. It's like, well, but wait, I have, you know, France got one year of eligibility left. I have three, but you're giving him this money. What are you giving me? Like, so now my incentive is to go somewhere. I was actually talking to a different, um, not Tommy, a guy who works in software. And he was saying, he was saying this exact thing happens in his industry. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's really funny because someone will offer one of his employees uh, or the, the, the company's employees, you know, a tw- 20% raise to leave. And the company has the chance to match, and they don't, right? And he said yeah. sometimes they leave for a twenty percent bump, and then three years later, they give him a twenty percent bump off that twenty percent bump to come back. And he's like, "It's so stupid because why didn't we just match in the first place, the original twenty percent, and we would have saved ourselves twenty percent?" It's so ridiculous, you know. So it's like they're, he said, in in this field, they're incentivized to not be loyal to go three or four places really, really early on in your employment career to keep bumping your wages. And it, it's really dumb because that's definitely not the most productive way to do it, but that's really how it's being done right now. And this is a, a guy who's I, in I the I think they said in the, in, the, in the last 15 years, they're in the working industry, no nobody's going to be able to re- not retire, get 15, 20-year things anymore. Like if you look yeah. at people jumping from job to job, it's like two years is the max most people are staying at any company anymore. There's no company loyalty anymore. You know, yeah, you don't. You're not going to saying. see somebody with a 30 year retirement. Um, We're on our way, Sion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many you guys got in? I got. I'll be at 10 in October. 
Hey, hey, I argued enough. Got. I'm gonna get my ten this year too. What? Yep. Nice. That's Wait, bull crap. I've been the there way time. longer than Sion. No, you haven't. Oh yeah. I should have been getting twelve, but they they're only giving me ten. <laughs> why is there a debate over when Sion started? Because he did not start until well after I started. No, Wrestling I didn't. I started solutions. before you actually. Huh? No. No, you didn't. Video solution. You weren't full time there. You were at Bridgestone. Hey, hey. This is fake news. He's I fake would... flow. Fake ten years. I'm gonna get the real deal. Hey. I I okay. Well, I I worked freelance from 2012 to 2013. I'm at 11 now. I'm still ahead of Sion. Then give me 12. They, they, they didn't. They didn't, give, a... they didn't give me the contract years at Flow. They gave me the wrestling video solution year. So oh, if they did, go. it would be 12. I'm gonna call Adam Finn and verify all this. <laughs> you could verify. He's 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 retired now, so he's juking the numbers for you, Sion. It's, hey, uh, it's sad. you know. One of the things I said, you know, I cannot be in work <laughs> for a company that gives Kristen Paz more years than me. You know, it's yeah. bad enough. He has he, he controls the show and blocks locks the door. I, I can't do have him have senior senior years over me. And I changed the locks too. Yes, so you oh, know the only reason he could come on here is to apologize for Max. Exactly. So you know, like I said, man. I... <laughs> All right, let's so go to the I next think topic. Some type of free free market um, employment I, yeah, solutions. I, I, Coming to colleges near you because these small colleges they're not going to deal. I mean, this is in all sports, not just wrestling. They're not going to be dealing with this forever, where they're just getting killed by the bigger colleges stealing all their best people. It's it's gonna there's gonna come to a head at some point. Well, the, the football programs are gonna get more powerful. Basketball programs gonna get more powerful, and then you're gonna have the other schools that's just cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't wrap my head around this idea. It's too. It's rooted in so many things that aren't actually. I, I don't think the case. So I I can't really. I think it's, I think there's a little what. Huh? It starts with the what NCAA. You, you, you don't what? You don't something. I can't. I can't wrap my head around this idea of somehow you transfer and you have to pay something back to who? Who's paying? It just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Listen, you go there to wrestle. You wrestled. They paid for the thing. You left, and they're not paying for things anymore. So you leave. But there's I get buyout those, clauses to college leaving coaches. the company. So uh, okay. But you were you were paid to wrestle those years, and you wrestled those years, and you went to school. That was the relationship, and now you've left and gone, right? And there's also, and I don't get the idea of what doesn't make sense to me. It's like, okay, yeah, they developed in you, and maybe they didn't get the full benefit of all the time they poured into you. But yeah. you get, but that's that works both but, ways uh, too. They don't get the. Uh, but CP, if they don't, if there's no right rule and regulation the in the Wild West right now. How does it benefit wrestling or even college athletics if they keep doing at this this pace they're doing? The small schools are going to suffer. I agree. So without any regulations or something to start tying these athletes to schools and stopping these guys from poaching all these Listen, top athletes. I don't think that's going to curb it because, one, they are already just lighting money on fire so their sports team can be better there's no return on the investment as is so the idea that oh wait i have to pay twenty five thousand dollars to ndsu whatever i'm already whatever they're paying this guy they're not they're not going to care that's not the incentive because it's already so upside down from a financial perspective um that it, it doesn't make sense and so i i'd also say like when uh, for wait, example wait, 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 one point yeah. of that christian one point of that so if if they were then if there was the buyout clauses and they were forced to pay say NDSU wrestling amount of money, and now there's certain colleges who are really really good at developing athletes, and this happened three or four or five or six times, they have they enough have, money. Then that college would be getting paid three or four or five or six times, 
and they would start having a war chest to, to deal with and to either keep kids at home or get other kids or this type of thing. Or they could counter off the offers coming in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like they would be rewarded for their skill development. Now, everybody in this room talked to a lot of people and, and I'm pretty sure y'all heard the wild amount of money. Like, you know, college wrestlers are getting to come to college. Yeah. Uh Like a year. More than I make a year. Who's funding the Iowa State boosters paying all that money, Sion? I know nothing there, man. <laughs> He's cut out. I, uh, what'd you say? I can't, I can't hear you. Uh, hey, Tyler's, uh, I can't, I, I can't hear Ben. Can you, can, is something wrong with my speaker? All right. Ben, it, it's hard to advocate for like a free market policy when in reality, none of these programs are businesses. They're, they're all, they would all financially lose money. Even your probably your Iowa's, except you know maybe they have boosters mm-hmm. who could support. But it would be like three programs. Yeah. <laughs> all the other ones think That's about how much it, it is right takes now. for for programs to send kids to travel, to compete, to equip them, to train them. Like so not actual businesses, guys. What, what, guys, what, what, what uh, no, no moratorium, line? moratorium. We're okay. moving on. This is this is not great radio. All right, let's move on. Wait, we. we we're a half hour in. We haven't talked about Gable coming back right. to college wrestling. Let's go to that. Well, I mean, Gable, man, he's going to get paid if he goes somewhere besides Minnesota. That's a negative, negative to loyalty. I think Gable loves Minnesota, but then he's like, I'm going to get so much money to go somewhere else. Maybe let's I should go back to Minnesota. No, let's, let's, this is interesting. And that's why I wanted to move to this one. Because yeah. think of the incredible benefit that Minnesota has experienced as a result of Gable Stevenson. He has been the ultimate blemish remover yeah. for a program that had all these people leave all these they're not threatening for trophies anymore but no. gable glosses over they they had tremendous benefit from him okay that that yeah. goes beyond the time that he's there right if he if he was done like we thought he was they were still getting massive benefits of saying gable stevenson came to this school do you think he's not part of the recruiting pitch? Gable was able to come here, win the Olympics, go WWE, win NCAAs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That yeah. moves. That well goes on. I don't see Gable leaving Minnesota. You know, Minnesota do have some money. They, they got the Brock Lesnar in the WWE they making. Have the Brock Lesnar. The Brock Lesnar. The Brock I like Lesnar. that. The Brock. <laughs> they got Sheldon Benjamin out there. You know, they, Gable's like, he's, he's continuing that legacy. If you go to Minnesota, you jump to the uh, WWE. Um, yeah. And that's, I'm sure some of those boosters, like they're gonna be like, "Hey, man, we need you to continue to flame and do a solid body alma mater." Yeah, I think I saw somewhere Brock Lesnar is a very good supporter, top supporter of you know, Minnesota wrestling. Sure, right? yeah. So, I mean, he's gonna be like, "Hey, well, how much you need to stay at Minnesota?" Yeah, it could be that. It might happen. It, Never know. That could happen. Um, I do think there are. Person, I, I see what you're saying there, and so obviously, like I said, uh, you know, it could be the individual developing himself. It could be the college, or obviously some mix of. Of of the two things, um, but again, you still are incentivizing negative loyalty if they can make more money going other places. And listen, does Gable hate it in Minnesota? I, that's not the vibe I get. But, but I, I did time, hear Gable want to win a team title, a, a national title, and a team title. So I heard he was transferring to Penn State. That is just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a joke. Um, <laughs> right, but at the same time, if he can make more money going other places, then. Right, he's he's incentivized to leave, which is an, a negative loyalty issue. Yes, um, and like I said, I think there'll be something smaller colleges this? like 
are going to get sick of it, and so it's going to change somehow. Iowa State needs a heavyweight, so you know, you know, Gabe, if you want to go be a cyclone, you know, it's a great yeah. town. Yeah. So I, I I got I got a hundred bucks, you know, I I, I can help out with the, with the booster donations there. I got a hundred bucks and and a good X Men comic book if you want that. So so Ben, how is this different? You were in Bellator. You were a Bellator champion. <laughs> you wanted to go to to the UFC. If the UFC if that had worked out. Bellator yeah. would have invested all this money in you. I would say that's a clean break. You exhausted wait, wait, your wait, wait. hold on. Hold no, up. you wait, Sion. Wait. Go ahead. You yeah. exhausted wait, your Sion. you exhausted your contract completely. You fulfilled mm-hmm. your end of the bargain, and it was time Correct. for Ben to go, and yeah. to make more money. And like Bellator certainly invested a lot in you. I'm sure at the time when you were their champion. When they say, "Hey, no, that's not fair," and, and I'm using you as an example because you're on the show, but no, no, it's I'm, fair. So, okay, Christian. So here's, uh, I'll give you the answer. I think it's pretty, pretty easy. I sign a contract with Bellator. It says something, right? And so, like for example, they have a couple things uh, in MMA contracts, and you know, MMA contracts maybe are a little too stifling towards. I think they're too long, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, I had a six fight contract, and if I became the champion, it extended for three more fights. Right. So now it becomes a nine fight contract. And I think the length was somewhere close to four years. Right. So, you know, kind of a long contract there. And then on top of that, on top of that, if I were to leave after those nine fights, then they would also have the right to they would have the right to uh, match any offer that came my way. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, like they had a couple things that were definitely going their way. And then I mean, the other one that's huge in MMA contracts is the fact that um, an athlete at no point during that time, that duration of the contract can leave, but uh, but the promotion can cut them for a myriad of reasons, right? The promotion can say, uh, "You're you lost, or you didn't make weight, or whatever." We don't want to we don't want to fulfill the rest of our obligation to you. So yeah, I mean, MMA contracts are very very skewed towards the promotion and against the athlete. Yeah, and and then what I was about to say is like, as he said, one he fulfilled his contract before he left, but as do the college athletes. college scholarships when they give athletes. As long as the athlete is doing their job, the college is, is bind, binded. They can't take that scholarship. Correct. For five years. So they're years. obligated. They're on, they have to honor their contract, but the athletes don't have to. It's yeah. like the reverse for MMA. <laughs> well, I would say that the coaches can find ways to weasel out of scholarships. That does happen. Um, I know that. Yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Not a lot, though. It is, it is a lot harder than it was. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, nowadays, it's even more harder. Yeah. An athlete could say they're transferring, but until they sign the paperwork, that scholarship is held hostage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's you know, everyone, I didn't know it would turn to this uh, so prevalent, the conversation about Gable being like, well, is he going to wrestle at Minnesota? But, I, I mean, I think it's a question that should be indulged. Uh, I think there's certainly going to be suitors for, for Gable. There's there's an obvious one, and... um. It would be interesting if he if he did leave, if he stays, I think that's great also. But I mean what kind of you you hear some of these and we're we're doing stuff with these new recruits and talking about their NIL deals. And if you juxtapose that what they're getting offered, then think about what Gable could be yeah. offered. It's insane. It's insane. Well, Gable is only one year of eligibility. So I mean I think of it as a like a total amount investment. of NCAA points, you know. Yeah, I mean, if someone has four years of NCAA tournament eligibility versus one, you know, as great as Gable is, a really good athlete with four years will likely score more NCAA points than Gable 
we'll do in one year? Man, I don't know. It, you what think you about well, sure. With four years, they could. But I'm, I'm. You're talking about a high school wrestler. A guarantee. There, there are some high school wrestlers. I mean, Gable is a guaranteed 22 points at the NCAA tournament, maybe more. Yeah. Right. 22. And that that what that can how far that can move your team up the pecking order is insane. Yeah. But I look I look at some of these kids, and you look at some of their accolades, and it's like they're they're good, but there's only a few. Where I'm like, yeah, lock this kid in. It's gonna get because you yeah, just go back fair. and look at some of the number one recruits. Well, like they score very, very low points. Like right now, Patrick Kennedy is a great example. Great recruit coming out of high school. One who's number one was maybe the pound for pound number one. Beat Facundo, whole thing. It's like wow, this guy. And it's, it's not easy to predict. I mean, mm-hmm. with Gable Stevenson, I think like. Minnesota has to keep him because one, it's it's a face thing right now. If you, if, yeah. if all your tap athletes just up and jump ship, then it starts saying, "Is there something wrong with the program?" Yeah, yeah. That they can't take care of their athletes. So Minnesota yeah. has to pony up for saving face right now to keep Gable Stevenson. Mm-hmm. The question is, can they do it? Um, can they do it? You know, I think there's a. Is, they should have some money in the wind in, in that town. Uh, J. Rob still around? Yeah, I know he's probably got four or five houses he could sell to pony in for that. Money. <laughs> uh, Big real estate uh, guy. Yeah, let's get mobile. Why don't we go to? Um, we have a lot of questions that we haven't been able to get to. So many why, questions. Why don't we switch to those? Um, let's do it. Okay. This is probably more of a Ben question. Oh, are goals more important than skills? Goals more well, I mean that's uh goals are gonna drive skills, right? Yes. So, I mean Is you it can't a... really have one without the other. You can't. Yeah. It's kind of a silly it's kind of a silly premise, right? I mean, because uh, if you took a kid with very minimal skills, uh and he has high goals and motivations, why hasn't he built the skills yet, right? Or is mm-hmm. he just starting? And then he's going to build the skills or if he has, if he has the alleged goals, right? Cause there's like, there's the kids who say they want to do certain things. And there's the kids you see doing the actions every single day of doing the things that, you know, are going to get them where they want to go. Right. So uh, I would say if they actually have the goals and they have the motivations, they're likely going to start building the skills. And if they have enough time, they're going to continue to build more and more and more skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a younger level, it's skills. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, no, no. Well, I would say like the older you get, the more important goals become motivation. Like Caleb, yeah. Caleb's just adding skills. He wants to be good at wrestling, but he's not like, oh, I want to be a Texas State champ or I want to be th-. like it's it's very. It doesn't really have shape has, at this point. He has a notion that he wants to be good. It's not yeah. sure exactly specifically where his goal is. So I mean, I guess I guess to your point, maybe the so they don't have. A specific goal in mind they just want to get better but yeah. a lot of people have skills like sure. you look at division one rooms all like pound for pound guys go to college mm-hmm. have all the skills but no goal and motivation so all that skill doesn't mean nothing hard work yeah. beats them out because that most people have the goal to work harder to beat the guys with skills mm-hmm. and the guys some of the guys that have skills and thought they don't need to have a goal they just go in there and wing it they don't succeed mm-hmm. i've been around many guys you know in college that had skills. Iowa State, we had a bunch of people that came there with skills, but, you know, 
They yeah. got the bottle of Irk and Jerk, as we used to call it back in the days. And, you know, they <laughs> I were, don't know uh, what that means. Bumpy face. What's that mean? Seagram's rum, you know, you know, like, you know, gin. Oh, okay. Bumpy dr- face, the Irk and Jerk, as we used to call it back in the day when you just used to chug the uh, gin straight out of the bottle. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> plenty of guys like that. You're like, you know, found the bottle, had all the skills, just no motivation or goals. Well, I think the other... The older and more advanced the level, the more important the goals and motivation yes. becomes. But yeah. yeah. I've seen plenty of time where kids in high school or whatever who don't really care mm-hmm. can just win and be successful because they're good and they're athletic. And then they go They've to been college, doing it a long time. And they go to college and it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, question here. So I did a video about Zane being like one of the closest to – to actually beat Kale's record. Um, mm-hmm. And Adam Rush asks for CP, does your opinion on Zane being the closest to potentially, closest potentially to Kale if he registered change if Aaron Pico goes to college route? So, so I actually can't, I am surprised how much this is asked, how much Pico is brought into this. And I know that he beat him in freestyle, but it's like, one, Aaron Pico would not have even entered college until the... I think 16-17 season because he was a 2013 freshman. 14, yeah, 16. So at the earliest, it would be 2017 NCAAs, maybe 2018, which is Zane's senior year, I believe. Um, Wait. No, they would have had that, two years, two to three years. Wait, to get, two years. One. How was he that many years behind Zane, Christian? That, that are you correct on this? He, no. won, he won a freshman state title in 2013. So sophomore 14, 15, yeah. 16. What year did what year did Zane graduate high school? I don't know, but Zane won his sophomore NCAA title the year that would have been. Um, Zane graduated in thirteen. So yeah, he's. How is that man? This feels I don't like think they're off, that far they wrestle. Yeah. They wrestle multiple years at juniors, Christian. I mean, yeah. Pico was like six or seven and zero against Zane. I I know all of this. I'm telling okay. you, he was a freshman in t- March of 2013. Let's okay. find Pico's gra- year graduation high school. Um, so, all right, keep going. So one, I don't think it's just it's like it's a weird hypothetical because one, he's not a college wrestler. Two, we have no idea if he'd be in his weight. Three, it's folk style versus freestyle, which we have dozens of examples of it not correlating. Four, no one is asking what if. It's almost like asking, oh, what if Yoel Romero wrestled collegiately against Kale Sanderson? Or what if Kyle Dake and Logan Steber were, you know, overlapped at the same time when, when Kyle won as a 41 pounder? It's like, it's as hypothetical in my mind as that. Um, yeah. So I don't, I, does it matter? No, it doesn't matter at all. Um, so no, it does not, my opinion doesn't change because Aaron Pico didn't wrestle in college. And one thing we saw for sure is that Zane was a far better folk styler than freestyler, especially early on. Um, his results were, were way better. So, um, no, my opinion doesn't change at all. Just like, yeah, you could find wrestlers that you could that would overlap and be more of a threat to other wrestlers if you move things around. But so, man, this, it feels Pico crazy. That there's like so many grades apart. Pico's big. Feels crazy. I, there's so many grades apart because I'm looking. So I found Pico beat him in the best two out of three in both 2014 and 15 juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels crazy that they're either three or four grades apart. Um, 
So number one, I agree with that. <laughs> I've, I've joked about this, that if, if Hale didn't redshirt Zane because he knew he could be undefeated if he would have wrestled in the next year, right? That was <laughs> I've joked about that before. Um, so I think that is a possibility of Zane Richards that first year that he he completes an undefeated collegiate career. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Aaron Pico's in there, I do think Aaron Pico is a gigantic threat to Zane because, and I know it's you're saying different styles, but I don't feel as though Aaron Pico was like uh, he got taken down a few times and then gutted him a bunch or laced him. I feel like it was almost strictly takedown battles. Is yes, is how I remember it. He beat him um, so- it's, it's been so many years, so I could be wrong, right? No, he and beat then, him um, I think he beat him six or seven times in a row, though, which is yes. kind of insane to think about like what Aaron Pico could have became had he potentially continued to wrestle. But at this point, it is a what if because now he's 26 or 27. And he's fighting and, um, you know, the fighting career probably hasn't turned out the way he had planned it to do or be. But he still has he's still kind of young and has kind of a lot of time to turn it around. Yeah. Um, no, no doubt. Okay. What's the next question? Next question. Why does everyone believe Caliendo beating Kennedy is a done deal? Very similar results. Well, D- hold on. Relax. And Kennedy <laughs> beat Amin, who outplaced Caliendo's best win. Go ahead. As I was saying, you know, I was going to bring this up anyway earlier on. Them guys transferring to Iowa. It's not a sure thing. They ain't going to make the lineup. <laughs> I would say, see, I disagree. They're recruiting really? these Wait. guys. Strange they, things happen. Them recruiting these guys tells you everything. They no. think about their fifty-seven sixty-five situation. They're not going out and and creating a potential disruption. One, I think it says a couple of things. They have no faith in your team. One, no, their their suspensions looming, and if they're recruiting over a weight that didn't look like a need, maybe you read between the lines there. Um, two, Caliendo. Had five losses last year. Four of them were to NCAA champions. One was Carson Hartzler. So this guy is is the real deal. One of his wins was against Shane Griffith, an NCAA champion. I that one. So I think this guy's ceiling is really high. I, I, I think you could go side by side their records and say they're close. But I think yeah. the fact that Iowa 100% recruited these guys and there was other suitors tells you what you need to know about how, how they're viewing their 65 situation long-term. Now they're viewing that they're trying to beat Penn State and they got to bring in whatever they got to bring in. I I think that's part of it. I think they're, they're still – I don't think this moves them that much closer to beating Penn State. I think it, it moves them closer or out of where they're going to be in a dogfight for a trophy to where now I think a trophy is, is more likely – um, because, I mean, Jared Frannick, and he's not talked about much here because he's a one-year guy and he's not as, that splashy. He could be dangerous. <laughs> he, he could be like the preseason number one. Like yeah, the, the champion yeah. graduated. Levi Haynes might go 65, and Peyton Robb is dealing with a horrible uh, yeah, illness injury. Year, I think. He, I, it seems very unlikely he would compete this year. And if he does compete, man, is he going to be able to recover and be good? I think it would be awesome if, if Rob could get a red shirt to get healthy and come back next year All right. full uh, on. Iowa might have just gotten themselves 20 points there. It could be a 20-pointer. Yeah, absolutely. Now, he'll be in a dogfight to win it, and there's some new faces potentially coming in. If Mitchell goes 57, that's interesting. If Meyer Shapiro's at 57. So, so where does Ferrari fit in, in in this picture here? Uh, Angelo or Anthony? Uh, the one that's already there. Anthony, Angelo. I don't Anthony. think he – I think he. Re, I think he's a redshirt this year unless he can go – Any redshirt last year? 
for some reason he still has a year uh or that he still has a retro he year great year, thought, i guess uh, maybe he didn't attend college oh i do not believe he's ever right. enrolled he was definitely never on the oklahoma state roster yeah okay. so i think last year's like whatever reason i thought i hear he wants to wrestle the dual meet so he can wrestle against uh Chittum. Chittum. he did say that but that's his opinion i don't know if tom Tom Brands is going to bench Jared Franick for his you know, re- revenge match. While we're on the topic of Chittum, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to ask his dad. You know, I, I was out in Vegas. I was out in Vegas and I shot craps at a table with Chittum's dad. You know, talked to him a little. Oh yeah. I want to know if he was that impressed with me that he had his son uh, transfer to Iowa State. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ch- is Chittum is Cody Chittum this generation's um, Sion Williams? You know, meant to go to meant to go intended to go to Iowa, but ends up at Iowa State. Had a real good time with that guy at the crap table. I made him a lot of money. You did? Yes, and he did <laughs> well, not give good. me a cut. Well, thank goodness he, this and, guy uh, made some money finally. Yeah, That's I mean, great. I, I made him money. I wasn't making myself as much. Oh, really? Every time he put like a couple of thousand down on the on, on the field, I'd roll a, a freaking 12 and he'd get triple. I'm like, man, where's my cut? <laughs> Sion is a, a pretty magnificent uh, craps player. <laughs> I don't know about magnificent. Yeah, I have good days and I have bad days. Okay, so yeah, uh, what do you think, Ben? Um, I think Sion's hilarious. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's got to say something. If you're bringing guys on top, but you're satisfied with your guys, I don't know that you're bringing that. My my own thought would be maybe they don't want other people to have them also. But yeah, you're. I think you're casting. Um, you're casting uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here when your team has uh, in inner battles because you're bringing guys on top of them and people like the doubts. people who are already starting? Yeah. Casting doubts. doubts. I'm playing yeah. on the word Aspersions? right now. Aspersions? Something like that. Creating conflict. You're creating conflict within your team because you're bringing guys to go on top of Seabrick. No, and you're bringing guys crazy. to go on top of Kennedy. Uh, you You are creating conflict. So, yes, you must think they're going to provide your team with something that it didn't already have. So does yeah. Seabrick and Kennedy decide to hit the transfer portal here in the next month or so? I think start? I think Seabrick goes down to forty nine. Um, Can he make it? That's a that's a tall dude. He wrestled most of his career at forty nine. I think he could. I think he could do it. Voinovich there. And well, I don't think I don't think Kennedy's necessarily going to be on the bench. I just don't think he's going to be the sixty five. I think the the obvious is Kennedy to seventy four, Nelson to eighty four, Assad to bench or one ninety seven. I think that makes the most sense for their lineup. And what it means for... Is Assad big enough for 97? I mean, no, probably not. But he's probably better than what they have. Is A.J. Ferrari there? No. Okay. But if he is, then then 197's filled. There. Heavyweight. Oh, wait, they still got Cassiope. Well, Cassiope could Olympic redshirt, guys. Just mm-hmm. so you know. Okay, this is an interesting question. I don't know how to answer it. Uh, it's unfair to compare them, but who do you think had a bigger impact on American wrestling since 2011, Jordan Burroughs or Kale? Uh, who is the apple, who is the orange? I don't know what that part means. Um, yeah, oh, don't compare apples to oranges. Probably is what someone Oh, saying, okay, but... yeah. All right, that's I what he means. Good job, that that's a weird com- But that's a weird comparison to make. Um, American. And I don't even know why. Uh, this seems like why would we even be comparing these things? Yeah. Like why? Why is the necessity to compare these two things? And then how would you quantify their um, contributions? I think this is a dumb question. Sorry to the asker. Wow, Nick Croninger. Well, I would say it's, it's, 
it's not really an you know you could say KO for collegiate and uh, Jordan for uh, freestyle. It's not they're but not then, in the, why would you say that Sion, because now NLWC has tons of guys on the team. Well, that, but he's on the coaching level. Well, NLW is hell. They were almost the whole team. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah, I just I'm going KO. Yeah, it, it I'm may... gonna go with the Cyclone. Dang, sorry, Boros. <laughs> of, course. of course, you are. I, I, I gotta support, you know, the homeboy. Another, another... I mean, kills the or NCA wrestling is the pipeline to USA wrestling. Nobody has been better at producing college talent than Kale. Um, and when you say American, not necessarily USA Wrestling, like the organization, it, to me, it, it's clearly Kale Sanderson. Yeah. Okay, another Jordan Burroughs question uh, from my name of Jeff. Regardless of what weight JB goes for Olympics, I think he needs to compete more, protect nothing. Everyone's already studying him, and his legacy has been built regardless of what happens the next year and a half. What's been missing in his wrestling is his tenacity, which comes from time and competition. Hard to replicate that in the practice room. What do you think about that, man? Ben? Dumb. Another dumb one. So I'm on fire today with dumb ones. Man, wow. if you don't think Jordan Burroughs understands how to compete at 34 years old or 35, you won't understand much. I mean, well, come on. Okay. I, man, your body hurts nowadays. Yeah, I'm he's going to get more tenacity from competing 20 times next year. Like, give me a break apart. here. Maybe not tenacity. Okay, take that part out. Take out what he thinks he will benefit from from competition. Yeah. Could it potentially help him to compete more? Um, I mean, so uh, I think the answer is likely no, because Jordan Burroughs is, is one of the most elite competitors. He understands how to be an elite competitor. That is not going to change, nor has it changed. And, you know, you could look at the other side of the argument and saying there's many other years previously where he did not compete all that much and had the success of being a world champion. So now there's one year where he's not the world champion and he didn't compete that much. Uh, it just seems like a very flawed argument. I don't know that, Ben. No, I, do I don't mean? know that there's a year he he's competed less than he did in the last year. 2021 and 2022, he didn't compete a lot. 2022, how many times did he compete? I don't think he needs compete? to compete a lot, a lot. To, to, to win. We need John Kozak. He does not yeah. need to compete a lot to win. I mean, I, I feel like, honestly, Christian, I feel like since like 2016, in what year has Jordan Burroughs had a lot of matches? And I think the answer is, I mean, maybe more than this year, but he's never had a lot. He was, he was doing active like overseas. Spanish Grand Prix in 2017, U.S. Open in 2017. I mean, well, guys, 2018, we're still he did the Yashir Dub. 19 Kolov. Per year. That's not but a lot. you got to look at it this way, too, Ben. Like I was saying before. Because like one tournament per year. Yeah. The man's 35. Your joints are hurting now. What are you, how old are you, Ben? I think, honestly, I just think tenacity um, or this, there's just like Jordan Bros is just probably maturing as a human being and a man. And there is that chip on your shoulder when you're young. And then it just kind of goes away as you get older. And or it should go away if you're a healthy human. And one of the things that it gets replaced by as a competitor is wisdom, strategy, tactics, these type of things, which we've seen Burroughs do great. But then Father Time is undefeated. No one freaking wins world titles to the 50. It just doesn't freaking happen. So the, the notion that uh, that him competing more is going to fix his problems is uh, – I'm, like, offended by it. I'm offended for Jordan Burroughs at this point. I think him competing more just gets him hurt and then, you know, takes away his effectiveness. Right now he needs to make sure his health – and then work on his strategy. That's all he got to do. Work on his strategy and go back out there and make sure he's fully 100% when he's wrestling. 
I don't think it's that dumb of a question. Uh, but Christian, you I've, know, you, you, I've you, got you, I've got Kozak working on the year by year competition number of matches. Yeah, number of matches. I see. Uh, this up is until twenty twenty two. When I request your quant division, you're like, ha, 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 we don't have one. And then all of a sudden you want something and it's done like that. Bro, you ask crazy. The stuff you offensive. All right, go back to some of your assets. Piles rigs the question so that he looks Yeah, he does. Piles, you're rigging things right now. I'm not rigging nothing. Yeah, he he has all the data at his fingertip that Piles needs. Listen, you ask for crazy things about, like, insanely (laughs) intricate data points that no one has in the world. I'm asking Kozak how many matches Jordan wrestles a year. It's very different. You activated your quant division. I can't believe you. What's the next question? Crybaby Ben. He has pretty consistently done one international tournament. Yeah. Plus maybe Pan Ams. I don't know if you even include that. Um, Every year uh, for the past and since like 2016. So, Christian, if you were Jordan Burrow's coach, are you going to recommend he competes a whole bunch more in the next year? No. I I don't. Not a bunch more. No way a bunch more. Then Um, what are you saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying it's not a crazy thing to think. Maybe if he oh, did more crazy. than the World Cup and so you're saying act. you want him to compete more? No. Yeah. Well, make up your mind. Like Sounds like you got a plan, Christian. <laughs> 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 okay. Next question. Bo Nickel. This is an easy one. Hey, can what? I ask Tyler a question real quick? Because something's throwing me off, Christian. When I'm looking at you guys at the screen, Sian keeps looking to his right hand side to look at you guys. I believe, right? But yeah. on the screen. Tyler has him on the opposite side, so it looks like he's looking away from you. Tyler, could you just flip them, like flip them, and then it'll make more sense to the viewers? Tyler, just like put Sion on the other side yeah. and move Christian yeah. and JD over there, and it's going to make way more sense to all of us. Wow. Tyler, CD let's ben. do this. Yes. Um, Bo Nickel versus Aaron Brooks for number three in the world. Who wins? For number three in the world. So I'm guessing we're staying behind Yazdani and uh, Taylor. They also said, assuming Bo has been training, was wrestling full time, which is a crazy Ooh. hypothetical. I mean, um, listen, it's Brooks easily. He was, what? He, easily? He was, he was much closer. I don't know. He but, was much closer than David. imagine Bo with another uh, two, three years of wrestling training. Okay, well, I mean, Aaron's doing this while still having because year in the in, in your hypothetical, uh, how did Aaron Brooks do at the Olympic trials? That's that's the time. That's the time you're comparing Bo exactly. So it's not a like it's not a one to one. That's why this is crazy because it's like Man, well, how much better would Bo get? A, it's a toss up. Wow. I think it's any. It's either one of them. It depends on the day. Yeah, it's one of them. You're <laughs> right. It will be either it one of them. Depends on the day. It's a toss up. <laughs> wow. Hot take from Sion. Uh, Who yep. wins? Both. The no. fans. Wait, wait, wait. Penn State. There you go. <laughs> I, would, I would actually love to see it. I was actually Christian. Uh, before you were so aggressive, um, I was actually going to say if it, if he's full time wrestling training, I'm going to lean towards Bo. Full time wrestling training, I'm leaning towards Bo too. If he's uh, not, then yeah, I'm, I'm going Aaron for sure. Let's, let's but make the match happen. Training, Can we do that? No, yeah. uh, we can't. Okay. Um, the fan want it. Let's make it happen. Here's an interesting one. Um, if Bo fought. Stylebender this year with a Khabib style game plan, would he win? 
I think no. it's, I mean, obviously, it's too early to make that prognostication yeah. because we haven't seen Bo in there with anyone very skillful. I mean, if he can avoid strikes and get his hands on him, yeah, he's win- guys, he's going to win. Like, yeah, he's going to. But we haven't seen him have that ability because he hasn't been in there with anyone. We haven't seen elite. the footwork yet. The footwork is where yeah. it makes you an elite guy. Even odds where you're putting your money. You have to. You have to. You have to. I, I, I got to go with the footwork. I'm gonna we go put you in a submarine Bob, and send you to the right Titanic. Because, because um, I yeah, it's just it's just such an unknown with Bo. I mean, do is there the possibility of winning? Yeah, like if he gets his hands on him, he's probably going to win. Like but his that's chin very, hasn't been tested likely. yet either. Yeah, so I want to see him in there with someone. I mean, the guy he's got coming up next, I think, is again not which I I think this is probably the proper thing is like. Keep building yourself up. He's getting a high amount of recognition. Beat up a bunch of bums, and then you know make your move up after a year or two more training. I really like that idea. Um, and yes, could he have it? I mean, honestly, the top of the middleweight division is kind of thin with wrestlers right now. So once he decides to start moving up, or the UFC starts, he's going to do it relatively quickly. I would think. Yeah, I think he's a future champ, but I think he's still is got to see his like his footwork is. I can't say it's not good because we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I, it would stand to reason he would have good footwork. Uh, give me Bo. Oh, man. You're a homer. You know, Here's if I question. was a betting man in Vegas, you know, the odds would be against him. So just for the bigger payout, I would bet Bo. <laughs> That's just me. All right. Ben Askren. This is a this is a Ben question. What is the best area on your body to work out for specifically wrestling? I saw this question. I hated it. That's why I asked it. Your brain. I was hating all the questions today. Um, you know, it's because you there's you can't just have one part because it's like, well, then like you know, if your grip's strong, that's great. But then if your neck is weak, that's terrible, right? Or mm-hmm. if your core is weak, that's terrible. And so you know, there are certain things that you know in wrestling you kind of need almost okay. all of them. Like, Here's what I'll do. Have them. Let me flip okay. it. What is sure. an over um, emphasized area of strength in wrestling that too many wrestlers focus on? Well, I think the overemphasized part would be a lot of people just do like your more traditional lifting. And there's so many things that uh, maybe you can assist by doing really lifting, but you have to be in wrestling positions to be wrestling strong. The, I mean, the, if you think about a lot of the wrestling positions, they're like really weird ways to be strong where you're using your core and your neck and maybe you're gripping, you're like pushing and you're pulling. And it's like, how are you going to replicate that muscle pattern in a lift? And the idea is you're not. So I think if you really want to be an elite wrestler, lifting weights is supplementary to the wrestling part, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. There's a lot of great wrestlers that was the weakest in the weight room. But yeah, they, you, get exactly. on the, you get on the mat, they were man strength. And they just think... know how to they know how to use their, yeah. their parts together, right? Their head and their pull and their core. Um, and you know, I talk about that a lot. Like in in our practices, it's like look at this position we're in right now. This is mm-hmm. weird. Like you're not going to get strong this way any other way besides being here, being right here. That's it. I was just talking about what they just talking about yesterday, single leg maybe or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it's like the only way you're getting strong here is being here. That's it. There's no other way. This is freaking weird. Gotcha. So, Lifting weights supplementary to actual live wrestling in situations, getting strong that way. Uh, what is an? Um, I would convert- say the neck. the The neck is the one thing that is super. Um, 
I don't want to say, I think it's neglected or most kids are kind of just naturally weaker there until they use their head to like push on singles or push on, right? Like most kids are more naturally, like they have a really hard time. Like I, one move I could really be specific on would be single leg cutback, right? If I just put kids there and say, okay, the one guy sprawls, a lot of like younger kids, are, they'll just like, they'll just crumble there. Um, yeah. And you know, someone, oh, it's not even hard to like hold my posture in my neck when I'm older and stronger. It's not hard to hold there. Uh, I can hold someone there for 20 minutes, you know, but the younger kids who maybe haven't developed that power there yet, they just, they just crumble. Yeah. Sian, what's the most important aspect of strength in your opinion in wrestling? What did you use the most? Well, I had some big biceps back in the days. You know, oh, so yeah. It was the arm strength. <laughs> arm strength. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, I, okay, I have a I have a breakdown of Burroughs matches by year that Tyler is going to pull in. To let's the, do it. Uh, Doc, and I from what validated. year? Starting at what year? Starting in 2011. See, when you want to activate the quantum vision, you get it popping, but then you just tell me, oh, it doesn't exist, and then all of a sudden you have it magically. All right, look at this. Wait, so wait, this 20? is the fewest matches he's re- he almost wrestled more in 2020, which basically had no wrestling yeah. in it than he did this year. Okay, um, so listen, so- I. I was pretty much correct. I said he's not gotten over 20 since 2016. and that He wrestled 21, 22 last year. Last 25 2019. That's one match more than 20. <laughs> he wrestled oh. 23 uh, times since 2016. Ben, look at – he wrestled six <laughs> matches this year. Yeah. That's that's significantly less. It is. He's also significantly what? older. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, last year he did 21 matches. But hold on, 2023 is not done, so had he qualified for the team, he's probably going to wrestle Pan Ams at Worlds, and he's going to get to 16. Well, he did wrestle Pan Ams. This is with Pan Ams. But, yes, he would have another four. So he'd have four. nine or ten? Yeah. So it'd still be half, half as much as he normally would get. No, 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 if he gets he okay, to Worlds, 16. he's going to get Worlds, he's going to get five. If he goes to Worlds, he's going to get five. And then usually they do a summer tournament, so we'd be at 16 again. Yeah. Mm. Maybe seventeen. I think yeah. In twenty twenty three, guys, we're only in what were we in June right now? Yeah, freestyle season. We'll see how many get six. And and guys, and hold on, and the World Cup, you guys are your quantum vision's wrong because the world the World Cup was in December also. So yeah, he would get to like a very similar number. Yeah, except there is no World Cup this year. No World Cup. There is a World Cup. No, they canceled it. Yeah. It would have been honestly better if you guys had had done that, like um, the number post World Championships until the following World Championships, right? Or so, something like something like that would be a better way to. Christian, you know, buy get, your, get your guru on it. No, he's out. Acti- re- reactivate the quant division, not just for yourself. <laughs> get your own division, Ben. So, what was that tournament Burroughs wrestled in this year? Because the, the twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two. Oh, Pan Ams. Okay. And three, you got three at Pan Ams, three at Final X. Three at Final X. This is the last year he wrestled World Cup in December, World Championships in whatever, September, October. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrestled in Final X. He wrestled and in Pan Ams. And Yashoda. more. Yeah, so that, that feels like what his schedule's been probably the last however many years. Obviously, there was one or two years, I think, where he was forced to wrestle in the Open also, which would have boosted his numbers. I think he, only one he wasn't, year he, he was not forced. He was doing it for the people. I think the first year, he, first two years, he might have oh. wrestled in that. 2017, 2017, Christian. 2017. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant like 2014. 
when no, you wrestled 17, in. he would have been forced to wrestle in. Yeah, I knew those first like 2011 through say 2015, I was going to guess those numbers were going to be higher and they were. Um, but then it does feel like since like 2016 ish, it's it and 2017, he would have been forced to wrestle in the US Open. So it would have been four or five more matches also. Mm-hmm. But it would be one tournament, Pan Ams, Final X, World Championships, World Cup, like those five. Basically what I said. Yeah, JD, JD was right again. It's nine thirty-three. We're going. We'll be back no, Monday. No, you can't get rid of us. We're having too much fun with Sion today. This, the music is playing. Well, I'm, I'm on today. <laughs> oh, y'all, they cut us off already. They can still hear you. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I'll wild, be back Sion. in another year. Christian will lock the door again, and I'll be exiled again. Exiled. Enjoy your time on Elba. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good weekend. We'll be back next Monday. Who knows what we're going to talk about then. We have several days to figure that out. But it will happen. We'll be here. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Goodbye. See you. Thank you. That's more than...